Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. It feels good to be a gangster A real gangster-ass nigga plays his cards right A real gangster-ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth Cause real gangster-ass niggas don't start fights And niggas always got a high cap Showing all his boys how we shot him But real gangster-ass niggas don't flex nuts Cause real gangster-ass niggas know they got him And everything's cool in the mind of a gangster Cause gangster-ass niggas think deep Travis, you fantastic son of a bitch. How are you, Jim? You magnificent son of a bitch. Do you know what happened just this last week? What happened? Our plays are crazy. Are you serious? We're getting crazy plays. Where we at one point we would have been happy if one of the things that we monitor had a couple thousand plays. Right. But we're on just one of them, way over six, 7,000 plays, our episodes week after week are breaking records. You're doing something right, my man, and congratulations. Thank you. I, I have to say, it is all me, clearly. It's, no, you're doing fucking awesome too, man. Like, I'm, I'm astounded. Thank you for coming back. I'm Travis McFalls. I'm James Hamilton. How do we have these fuckers fold? I don't know, man. I mean, do they know we're just fucking winging it? <laughs> we're fucking two idiots here. <laughs> we're two monkeys behind a microphone. I'm, I'm, first of all, so thankful that this is working out, that you guys enjoy the show. It's, uh, we're humbled every week that we see that you guys are listening, and um, thank you, thank you. Yes, it, it, for me, I mean, it makes it, after a long day of work, you know, it really does make it just rewarding to come in here every day knowing that yeah people are listening <laughs> you know we're not just coming in here talking to ourselves they are they're listening they're commenting they're emailing uh you suggested last week that i read some of the more harsh criticisms yeah yeah we, we may do that uh we may do that however uh goose uh, will now be handling more public relation elements. Right. And you will be able to find him, uh, Goose, at whenlifeattackspodcast.com. Feel free to email Goose and let him know how you feel about the show. Yeah, He'd please like do. to start fielding those for us. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, whether it be love or vitriol, send oh, no. it to Goose. You can find it on the site. Just look under uh, People to Kill, and you'll find all of our email addresses there now. So go go ahead and fire away. What's his email address one more time? Goose at whenlifeattackspodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a thank you, okay, so I know I tend to back up and roll shit back a little bit, but so you know we had the T-shirt thing, right? I got yep. the transfers, and they were backwards, and we sent them back to said company, and, oh, they're going to fire him back. And I was supposed to have him a few weeks ago. And we were all excited, right? Yeah. I get an email where they've decided that it's my fault. That Your I, fault. That I sent the graphic file not reversed. So I sent it the way it would 
appear like I sent a logo where like say it said Adidas. Right. And it was all not backwards. It wasn't transposed. It just like sent them the Adidas logo. Right. And they're saying that in the print world, I should have known that sending the logo the way that I did, that it was going to end up backwards, which I know is bullshit because I was reading their submission process and all of that. And then I called a couple of printers around town like, hey, am, am I the asshole here? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, no, that's not that. Who would do that? Yeah. I'm like, exactly. They're like, are they fucking idiots? So I take the emails and some of the responses I have, and I go back to said T-shirt company. I'm like, hey, you guys have quite a few hundred dollars of my money. I've got fans, people that want to buy and have them, and yeah. we're excited. Are we going to be able to work this out? No, no, no. They want to send me back the ones that are screwed up. Um, at my cost, they want because it'd be shipping twice. So are we just gonna give people a bunch of backwards ass shirts? <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna pay for shipping back of that shit. Nah, fuck you. That would uh, be kind of great though. Wait, what do you what do you like? What the fuck is that? Noah, <sighs> Isn't that suck? Yeah, it sucks hard. Why is he being a dick? Because he's a dick. Apparently, like maybe that's just his genetic makeup. Yeah, he you know, part businessman. I looked <laughs> part up prick, all the, dick. The wholesale cost. I realized the guy's not making a ton of money. He's going to lose money on this because he made this mistake, right? But here's how cool I was. I emailed him back and I said, "I'll tell you what, you don't make any money on this. I'll pay the extra dollar for another three hundred of those, mm-hmm. and I'll cover all your costs, even for your own screw up. Just do it and send them back to me." No. I don't know. I haven't heard anything back yet. Uh-huh. I mean, I couldn't be a cooler customer, right? Right. Like, hey, hey, all right, all right, let's work on a solution here. And he's just, nah, fuck you. We got your money. <laughs> <laughs> we turned a profit. Go blow yourself. Yeah. Um, Goose, no, I, I, I can assure you, I can assure you that this is a, a suggestion from Goose. Okay. From from. From the text of babes, it has come. He has an excellent recommendation. Uh-huh. He wants us to give away the T-shirts we don't own or have in our possession. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you got to put this out there. They're gonna, people, people want the T-shirts. Let's. It'll be an excellent way for us to figure out like what parts of the show people are into and what parts of the show people aren't. Right. I'm like, all right. So is it a problem at all that I don't have the T-shirts? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He's like, well, you're going to have the t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to work it out. Right. (laughs) So over the next, what should we say? uh, Should we give them till episode 20, 30? 30. So 30. So that's right when I'm getting back from Arizona. Episodes 25, including our Halloween special coming up all the way through 30. If you guys get on SoundCloud and leave a comment, favorite part of our episodes, we're going to pick three of you and give you a T-shirt. Nice. No postage, no anything. We'll send you a T-shirt totally free of charge as a prize for um, helping us find some of the better parts of the show that you like. If you do not like this idea, again, that email address is goose at (laughs) winlifeattackspodcast.com. Fire away. Fire away. (laughs) Ah, you've been a very chatty Kathy again through our texts. And, you know, which which thing that you were pissed off about do I pick? We have a we have a whole lineup this week. 
Uh, I'd like to give an update about the Danif. All We've right. only heard about some damage with, with the Danif. You are upset with anyone on a bike. You're the bike lane, is it? Um, sidewalk bikers. Somehow your work meetings have begun to include plus ones. Plus ones. We're going to discuss that. Yes. I attended a work party as the spouse. Not my work party, but like the plus one. I'm on the plus one side of a work party. Okay. Like a real, like go to someone's house. Well, after if, work party. If, if it was a gym work party, you would be like the only person there. <laughs> <laughs> You'd just be throwing yourself a party. Like me and 10 Mexicans. Like, <laughs> hola. <laughs> uh, and speaking of that, I, uh, I epoxied a garage floor. Like, you know, when you like the paint fleck and all that. You can go buy the little kid at Home Depot and you can take your garage floor and paint it and make it so that the oils don't seep in and you can set it all up. Okay. Sounds like wash the floor and put paint on it and you're done. I'm going to I'm gonna save so many of you money, time, and energy, and I'm going to tell you what really went into that. And finally, I have some, uh, for our little uh, structured content at the end of the show, I have some information about primates that might interest some of you. All right. So what? Do I go bikes? Oh man, you want to jump right into the to the angry stuff? You don't want to build me up, huh? All right, I'll go to the Danif then. I'll go let's to the go, Danif. Yeah, let's go to the Danif. Let's start it off. Let's start it off with something cute and evil. I measured the Danif. All right. She. I think the last time I measured her, she was twenty nine inches, and the growth is starting to slow. She's about thirty inches now. Center of her shoulders to the floor. Okay. The thing is, though, is that. She's bigger. Like even though her shoulder height doesn't seem to be as 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 tall, she's about six months in a week right now. Mm-hmm. Six months and two, right in that neighborhood. And she can comfortably she has to bring her chin down to set it on top of the kitchen table. That's how tall she is. And she's just a little girl, you know? Yeah. And she's learned that uh like I'll say, you know, no, don't be on the table. Get off the table. And she's learned to hover above the table, and she can move her head between plates without technically being on the table. Right. So she's smart enough to understand those subtleties. Right. So why'd she rip up all my shit? (laughs) (laughs) She's fucking with you, man. She's fucking with you. She hit the floor again. Gladly, it was already the ruined floor, so that wasn't a problem. She's added by chewing up the spindles in my garage. I have like this little garage. I don't know. It's like deck stairs at least because my my garage is a a drop. So if you were to walk out my garage door, you would go down six or seven steps into my garage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of those, what is a platform that you walk up? Yep. She's chewed that up. No. She fucking got rid of that. (laughs) Shoes. I had some new shoes. Done. They're done. Like I think she kind of smiles too. She's like, "Yeah, I gotcha." And you and I were kind of after the last show. We were you were kind of giving me suggestions as to where I could go to get materials to fix the cushions. And lo and behold, you were correct. I went to I think uh, Joanne Fabrics or something. Yeah. Got the pad right. Uh huh. Put it on top of the kitchen table. I didn't realize because I've been so busy that she had grown to the point where she could comfortably grab things off of the kitchen table <laughs> and has reduced since. The pad was two-inch structural foam was what I was going to have to wrap around. Like, my cushions are crazy. They have, like, a spring. 
like a little mattress of springs in the middle of my couch cushions, which is makes them quality. Usually it's just foam. Right. And that is wrapped in two inch foam. So I bought the two inch foam. It's going to cut it, like piece them together, fix the zipper. Even though I can't sell for shit, I thought we'd be good. Yeah. Turn the entire $30 thing into, she, she couldn't have had it, but to a few minutes and it was confetti. And not dickhead confetti. I mean confetti, really confetti. <laughs> right, right. Confetti, confetti. Right. Like actual confetti. Celebratory confetti. Oh, yeah, yeah. She had herself a little celebration at daddy's expense. Well, I just... She goes to doggy first grade in the middle of November. And I'm pretty excited about that. We've gone over what all's involved with that. I don't know if she's going to sit and stay for five minutes only saying it once, but... Even though she, no child left behind in kindergarten, puppy Every, kindergarten. Everybody makes through kindergarten. <laughs> she'll be just, she'll be just a couple of weeks older than the minimum to attend first grade for dogs, and she's not impressing me. No. <laughs> we um, <laughs> we did put her in a kennel. You and I discussed putting her in a kennel, and so yeah. we have a, a plastic kennel. She dug through the metal portion of that kennel and split the top of the plastic kennel so she could just jump in and out of the kennel. Oh, it's like a little cat house. Yeah. If you're considering buying Danif, those of you that listen, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I love the dog. All right, I love the dog, but she, as I said, said in a previous episode, has now run the bill up to like eleven two with the tennis shoes, eleven three with the foam right in there. We're like eleven thousand three hundred dollars of uh, purchase doggy travel to get doggy nurse doggy back from Parvo with all of its medication, its shit, then ruin two thousand dollars couch dam- and then damages. Yeah, then ruin two thousand dollar floor. Ruin a thousand dollars in this is and that's dig through the wall. Now she's trashed the spindles in the garage. Uh, she, I think she thanked me last week, so I was bringing her into work. You saw her bone here, and you were worried she was going to be here. Her tonight. quote unquote bone. <laughs> the fuck did you get that thing off of a fucking brontosaurus? Her her bone is <laughs> what like what the fuck animal did that thing come off of? If you get a if you get her a regular size bone, she eats it. She just eats it. It's just gone immediately. There's no playtime. So basically, so she's going from like cushions to iPads. She's going after daddy I next. About the iPads. She's going after daddy next. Well, she thinks she's a puppy. So if you're laying on the couch, she kind of is a puppy. She she is a puppy. <laughs> you're right. It's exactly the problem. I look at her and I think that's a full grown dog, but she lays on you like she's a puppy. She. She can knock you over. She's got those vicious, you know, she's got like, I don't know what Great Danes have like a little bit different claws than other dogs. They're like, she's always very animated with her paws and pawing at you. Jim's kind of making like raptor motion. He's making like a claw, like a raptor claw. Like pain. (laughs) It's pain. (laughs) Did I mention she can get on the, in the shower on her own now? No. She's, she's worked doors out. So we have lever doors. So she's like a fucking raptor. They figured out the doors. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't even put that together. Yes. Yes. She bitches and goes nuts if you go in, in a room that she's not in. So if you go into the bathroom and shut the door, she'll start pawing and trying to dig at the door. She wants to get in. She's got some sort of separation problem. Yeah. So when I take a shower, 
when she was little, it was easy to bring her into the shower with you and give her a bath because she'd right. always get into everything. Well, now that she's the size of a small cow, I mean, she's literally like size of a small cow. Uh, there's not that much room in the shower. Man, speaking of cows, I don't think you can bring her to our house. I don't know. Brownie's, Brownie's a delicate flower. She's tiny. You know, this dog's about the same size as Brownie. Yeah, Brownie looks like a gentle daffodil of a cow. Yes, yes. This dog is not nice. The cat fucking hates her. She plays way too rough with everybody. She has no idea how big she is. Yeah. And she worked out getting into the shower by pulling. We have like a towel rack on our shower, and she pulled on the towel until the door came open, and I was in the middle of lathering. Right? Yeah. Oh, lathering hair. Worst part to get you. And then the dog comes into the shower. <laughs> okay, I don't know the dog's in the shower. In licks. <gasps> I know, right? Punches would have been thrown if it was me. <laughs> what the? Now, it did not lick front because then I'd have a weird relationship with the dog. Well, back is not much better. But I basically, <laughs> I basically have no ass. My, I, I was not, I was not given God's bump. Okay. It sort of just my sister calls it the fatty tops of my thighs. Like it just, <laughs> it just goes from back to legs. Yes. You have some butt leg. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have a nice. <laughs> I don't have a. It's you know. It's sad. It's a disability. I'm sorry to hear that for you. I, on the other hand, have a sweet ass. So I, I, I can't comment. I, I, I'm I, not sure for as far as guys go. You could be overselling it. I have a sweet ass. So. <laughs> Hank Hill <laughs> suffered from the same disability. Do you have to have the 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 saline prosthetic prosthetic ass. ass. I've thought about it. There's a number of times I'll be sitting in a bar stool thinking, holy shit, this is uncomfortable. I can't even wear my wallet. I wear cargo pants and shorts just to avoid having <laughs> to use the back pocket. So the Dana licks and I was like, what was that? <laughs> Quick rinse my hair. Dog's in the shower. She's invading my personal space. She's invading my private time. She's destroying my house. She's eating all of the food. Eating all of the food, dude. She goes through a 35-pound bag a week. Jeez. And you know doll. Yeah. She doesn't buy the cheap shit. No. Like the bags can be reused to house toxic waste. They're so nice. <laughs> I mean, when you buy $80 food, they give you a fucking nice bag. Yeah. I, don't, I always feel bad about throwing the bag away. I'm like, oh, pretty fucking nice bag. <laughs> Maybe I should keep it. <laughs> right. We go through four of those bitches a week. Fuck. That's my reality. So we can talk. You want to talk bikes now? No, I don't know, man. Now, now, now I want to know why the fuck you even went about working on your garage floor with this fucking destructor in, in, in your presence. Well, that's the thing. It's not my floor. I was tasked, so this is an odd time of the year. So people that uh, are in construction that are trying to quickly build houses or get foundations in the ground, So because we live in the fucking Nordic, cold as fuck area where you have to, I don't know, either build a big tent to pour a basement and heat it at an incredible cost or get as many foundations put in as you can at this time of year and uh, build all through the winter. Well, I'm not new construction company contractor guy, and I'm not a landscape person, so I'm not trying to quickly batten things up. So at this time of year, I'm, you know, it's not the house selling season. People are settling in for the holidays, so I get kind of weird jobs. Right. Uh, for instance, on my schedule, I'll be 
uh, taking a crew and siding a house. And in another place, I'm going to this big commercial property and I'm reinstalling some doors. And then I had this smaller project where this guy's like, oh, uh, do you do you think uh, you'd uh, put an epoxy floor in my garage for me? And like anyone else, uh, you know, sure, you know, no problem, uh, no big deal. His house is gorgeous. It's a million-dollar house in a two-million-dollar neighborhood, and, you know, he's just bought it and low, low maintenance on the thing. I'm like, all right, sure. So uh guy I work with, partner in my business, we uh, we go out and, pu- per- excuse me, procure the... Procure. Procure, procure, pro, pro, per or poor? Pro, procure. Procure, thank you. Procure. 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 I can't do it. I got the I got the things. <laughs> I can't say the things. Anyway, we got the shit to do to the floor. <clears throat> and my my friend is the kind of person that always needs Tiffany cufflinks. Like we can't buy the non-name brand epoxy because somehow the Sherwin Williams epoxy is the way to go. Ah. There's a decided difference between these enamels. I don't I don't know why, but there is. Okay. Which means the difference in price between one's a you know seventy or sixty dollar box and the other one's a hundred, hundred and ten dollar box. So that being said, we agree to do the floor and you know we agree to a price. And the way that it's set up, if you read the back of the box, is um, wash the floor, let the floor dry, and apply the product. So you're there one day to wash the floor, another day you're not there. The next day you put the stuff down. Sounds and simple. If A-B. You, if you want to do a supremely good job, you'll put a lacquer over the top of it to sort of even further seal the surface and salvage the look of the floor, and you'll so, move forward. So C, three-step process at most. Boring, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm talking to you guys about painting a floor. Sounds <laughs> boring, but lots and lots of people do this. So we get to their uh, to their garage, and they don't have everything off the floor. So we end up spending a day moving everything with them. A lot of people wouldn't do that, but again, like I said... Slow period of time. Right. And it reveals several pretty bad oil stains. Okay, so we refer back to the box. How do you want us to handle these these stains? And they give you basically, I don't know, maybe an equal sugar packet size of material to <laughs> fucking get at the stain. We are on just oil stains. So the idea is that you remove the stains so that when you put your hand on the stain and touch the stain and then touch the floor that you don't feel any grease. So one hand is getting the friction of a non-greasy area of a concrete floor, and the other one's detecting whether or not there's still grease on this spot. Naturally, over the years and years and years, these people let their car drip onto this spot. It's a saturated nightmare. Right. Nine trips, five products, $400 in detergents. Spots are still not removed. Wow. So for me who, let's say I said I would do this job for $100. Now, obviously, I didn't. Uh, what would be a fair price for the floor wouldn't even be economical to hire someone at. We generally are a couple hundred bucks for uh, per labor hour for something like this. And if you're out there nine times at two hours a shot, we haven't even paid for the floor, put it down yet. Why the fuck would anyone do this? You know, right. And all of a sudden, we get this big thing. <clears throat> So we have the bright idea of removing the stains by taking a fence line torch to the, to the, to the concrete. Do you know what a fence line torch is? No. 
Okay, so fence line torch. I took AV, not 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 shop. <clears throat> well, you can hook it up to a propane tank, and generally farmers will get these fence line torches, which look like uh, they're a high intensity. Think of like a butane torch on steroids. Okay, like instead of a little butane torch you smoke your crack with or light your cigarette with, right? You could effectively make a, I don't know, a fireball about eight inches wide. Yeah. When you're doing fences, you can just touch the trigger once and anything that the fire hits dies right away. So farmers can do long stretches of fence with that. Now, if you were to keep it focused on an oil stain, you heat the floor up to a point where you literally are able to burn all the oil off, right? So we do this and we do this. And now we're to trips 10 and 11 to finally get to the point where we apply on the floor. Now, like I said, if we go back, the direction said, wash it down, let it dry, Apply the paint, maybe a maybe, maybe a second a lacquer? coat. Yeah. All right. This ends up being okay. Now I would like you to take an etching agent to the floor because now that we've heated the floor, we've affected the surface. We now have to take an etching agent so that we score the whole floor, which basically is acid. <laughs> so we put acid all over the floor. Then we come back. We neutralize the acid a thirteenth day. So now we're two weeks into fucking painting a floor, dude. <laughs> so you guys out there that want to do your garages and make it all look like the, you know, the 50s really nice garage, I want you to know what you're in for because this is the first time I fucking had to do it and I lost my ass. So now we've put the... Uh, oh, shit. There was no ass to lose in the first place. It, that, that's true. That's true. Whatever was left, gone. <laughs> We uh, Now we take vinegar and we neutralize the acid on the floor, and then the floor has to totally dry after that. Right. Then we have to take a power sprayer to the floor. And then re-let it dry. Another two days. let it dry another day. But now we've put so much shit on the floor, and so much water and shit has migrated to underneath the floor. Right. And it's now cold outside, oh, and it's all coming yeah. back to the floor. It's all you know, like three, four days now pass, and we're coming back and forth, checking the floor. Now we're keeping our schedule open, so we get this guy's fucking floor done. Yeah. And it's not drying. We hook a huge fan up to it. It's still not drying. You can't put paint down on a wet floor. So we get the torch out again. <laughs> this is another day. We quickly dry the floor. That's just, just burn it. We're at 14 days. Now imagine you took all the shit out of your garage and it's sitting outside while you're going through this process to get your floor uh. prepped. Now you don't do this. You don't do what I'm telling you to do. Every place where there's oil, it all f- flakes up. All the areas you want to be protected and you can, you know, mop it up, you're, you're screwed. <laughs> so let me fast forward because I'm afraid the story could get somewhat boring because, again, we're painting a floor. I get to the point where I'm going to finally apply paint. Oh. And it should take three boxes. And this is day what, like 17? Yep. Yep. We're about 17, 18 right now. Right. We're over two and a half weeks into painting <laughs> a floor. <laughs> I'm lo- I'm literally I'm losing my ass. The customer's number one. Anybody that I that I'm going to do business with, unlike our fucking t-shirt guy, <laughs> customer's always right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually a good policy. I told you I would do this job for you. I told you I get my guys on it, and I had to. I've got to personally oversee this because everybody that works for me is thinking I'm retarded. Right. <laughs> That's right, Alex. I said retarded. Yeah. It's fucking retarded. Yeah, I, why, you know, neighbors are coming over like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with the floor? It seems like you guys have been here every day. And, you know, you look like an asshole. And, and you're just like, get bent, guy. All right, go back to your own fucking house. <laughs> but he could be a potential customer, <laughs> hey, so you hey, can't. You want me to do this to your fucking garage? <laughs> get the fuck on your side of the lawn. 
it's an audience. It's it's like the worst thing that can happen to a guy is to have all these people watching you publicly just <laughs> yeah. fucking fail. That's why I couldn't live in the burbs, man. Epoxy you have to mix in two parts. So they give you a two-thirds full paint can, and then they give you like a pint, and you combine the two. Well, when you combine the two, you accelerate this stuff to not only work, but it, it becomes less and less workable the right. longer it takes to put it down. Well, it says it covers so many square feet, right? And we're all used to going and painting a room, and it says, well, it's going to take one paint can to paint this room, and you end up going and buying three. Mm-hmm. But you're not used to that paint can being $110, $130. Right. And you charge the customer based on what the fucking wise-ass dickhead at Sherwin-Williams told you <laughs> was the appropriate coverage because he sold this a million times. Right. So now you've budgeted. You've wasted all this time. You've lost all of this money. You've done all these extra things to try to make this bullshit enamel work for this fucking customer, and you're looking like an asshole. And now you're way, way under budget. You're way, you way fucked your estimate. If you bought it for your house, you're now going back to your wife. Go, oh Jesus Christ! I, you know, I put these uh, three gallons on the floor, and I'm not even a third of the way through. So we end up having to go and buy another thousand dollars in materials. Mm. After the materials down. Everything's tucked in. Everything looks nice. And you throw your confetti over the floor to give it that nice little kind of marbling look. (laughs) We were then confronted with the fact that that fleck that we threw on top was cracking and breaking and not wanting to stay on the floor. So we had to go spend another $200 on a finishing agent that coated the top of the floor that made it all good and golden. So how long did it take to fucking paint a floor? 22 days. 22 days, over three weeks. How much would that floor have cost you if you did it by yourself? Um, and let's just say you had some, uh, you know, you were able to thin the floor agent and you were some kind of a pro, which I, which I started looking for when I was done with this. I'm like, why doesn't anybody fucking do this for a living? Well, right. this is why. <laughs> uh, the torch, the paint, the bullshit, all of your possessions out for three weeks, hoping it doesn't rain. You're probably out a cool 1500 bucks. Jeez. And it did rain during that time. It did. Yes. Quite a bit. It did. <laughs> oh. This guy had a $2,500 oak table that weighed as much as an oak tree sitting under the eave of his garage. And he kept telling me, you know, if that table gets damaged, like it's my fucking fault. Right. Like find somewhere to fucking put it, guy. I don't usually talk about stuff that I do, whether it be for the wholesale company or the general contracting company or any other things that I did. But I thought to myself, what could be simpler than painting a floor. <laughs> and for you people who like to do projects on your own, nothing could be more fucking complicated, apparently. So just don't. <laughs> <laughs> fuck so, the floor. Fuck the floor. <laughs> so let's see here. We've learned uh, already at this point, uh, don't buy a Danif. They're great dogs, actually. <laughs> if you don't mind spending thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> and if you don't mind spending thousands of go ahead and paint your floor. Both bad financial decisions. <laughs> There'll be people listening like, oh, I didn't have that fucking problem. No, no, no. I just, you know, I just did this and I just did that. And it worked out great. Jim's a Fuck fucking... you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> all right. So I'm, that, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm okay. It's all right. All right, Tiger. There you go. There you go. Take a drink. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I am a general contractor who hates what i do (laughs) i do i hate it just like every one of you hate to 
own a hammer or a saw or be honeydewed into doing the shit you don't want to do or don't see a point in. I feel that way about contracting. It is it is thankless. People don't appreciate what you do. They all they all behave like you're the lowest. When you work for someone and you're going to work on their own house, they all approach you like you're going to rip me off. You are the scum of the earth. You're going to do a bad job, and I resent paying you for any of this. So basically, it sounds like you almost get treated like between like a combination of a, a car salesman and a um, immigrant housemaid. Not to say anything bad about immigrant housemaid. No, yes. I, I think they get mistreated. Yes, you are. You are not celebrated. And then when you do something like I did, what I did with this guy's floor. And the way that I treated him was I was not going to cut any corners. I was going to make sure, even if I lost money, that he was good. And how that was received is, why are you fucking taking so long? Why are you fucking with my oak tree? <laughs> Did I hire a couple of retards? <laughs> you know? Did you, were you guys able to find your way out of your own front door this morning? Because you've been trying to paint my floor for three weeks, you idiots. <laughs> Do you need help with that door handle, Charlie? <clears throat> and the thing is, I'm good at it. Like, I'm good at this, but I never saw myself doing that. I'm sure a lot of you listening are all doing jobs. You're like, well, I fucking never thought I'd be doing this for a living. This wasn't on my, uh, you know, when you had school and they bring, like, the public yeah. heroes in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a firefighter or superhero. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, when I told my mom I wanted to be an astronaut, you know, she did kind of look at me. And she was like, why don't you pare it down a little, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna be a toughie. I don't know about that one. But you got a good arm. Why don't you keep playing baseball? What the fuck? Is this same odds? But yeah, yeah. Astronaut, you know, I told I astronaut. I think it's better odds to play baseball by far than it is to be an astronaut. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's 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 the route I was encouraged to take. Like, yeah, don't don't worry so much about the brain shit. All right, kid. You you got a good arm. Stick did, with that. Did you see that this week? The <laughs> the uh, attempted European Union on, uh, yeah, the European Union astrological or astronomer or space or I don't know whatever they call their space agency tried to land that droid on Mars in like the last thirty seconds. They lose contact and you know they're like, well, it could still be fine. Uh, <laughs> which which I thought was a reasonable expectation until I heard that this was their eight. At- their eighth attempt at not smashing the fucking thing right into the planet. <laughs> and once again, so there's been only seven successful orbits and lands combined. Or okay. just getting something to into Mars orbit or landing. Right. And all seven are NASA. Nice. And yet it's a one agency that wants to send the people to their death, right? Meaning? Well, there's like uh, people that are volunteering to take that trip to Mars, right? See, you are a little more current than you let on. That's a new thing. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I've been watching some shows lately. Uh, so. so we've been getting some a little podcast. current. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's something that was talked about on another podcast. Um, I love two comedians that I love. You should see how bashful he is about it. He doesn't want to admit that he's checked into like what's current. I like it's really not cool with the hipsters. You know what the fuck? You know, I don't care. Fuck the world. <laughs> And now he's like, I might have caught something. I might have, I might have accidentally been waiting to get my hair cut and saw something. <laughs> so I mean, it's just the fact. Uh, that, well, you just brought that up, and it reminded me of it because I'm thinking, like, yeah, these people, you know, people are like, yeah, we'll get them to Mars and bring them back. No, that's a one way ticket. 
You're sending these people to Mars to fucking die. Especially if they can't even land a fucking drone. You know, I shit on, I shit on us and, and the whole idea of space recently, which I know made a lot of people lose respect for me. Like, I'm some imbecile. Like, I just... <laughs> Like, I don't have the, the the future vision to be like, oh, hey, this is a great idea. And if you aren't, you know, yeah. breaking frontiers, you're narrow-minded. Right. 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 But are you signing up, folks, for that first trip to Mars when, you know, we've got, I guess there's been something like 40-some attempts from people globally to either put a satellite in orbit or get a robot to run around the surface, and only seven have made it. And all NASA. And NASA that, that, actually that's is less not than the 25%. group. They're not the group. I apologize for talking over you there. They're not the group sending uh, people to Mars. That is Elon Musk that wants to, you know, the guy from Tesla. Yep. He wants to build the program where we get inhabitants there. So that is whom, who you're talking about. Right. NASA's just really happy to still have the robot sending a television signal back. Right, I mean, right. Like they're, they're, like, the they're like, this is good. This is good. <laughs> yeah. This is progress. <laughs> <laughs> so their fuckers can't even get here, but we're here. We're it's here. still working. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go, little droid, go. That would be so, so hard to be in that position where you spend 15 years, 10, 15 years building the spacecraft. So let's say you get out of school, you get your doctorate. We're like, what? Say you're a brainiac and you're 26 and you've got your doctorate from MI, whatever. T. And uh, you got to go through some bitch years, right? So you got some bitch years where you're running mm-hmm. and fetching coffee. And I'm really glad. That, when will I get the pen holder? You know, that, right, right. that whole thing. So now we're <laughs> 28, maybe 29. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you get the intern job right away at NASA? Or are you fetching somebody else's coffee for a little while? Uh, I don't know. There was a dude, there was a girl that I knew in college. And she ended up she's still with the dude. And uh, I think he went right out of college, like designing robot arms or some shit for NASA. Now, was he, you know, because in our age, I don't group, know his full story. Sell it. Yeah, there. I don't really know his full story. I kind of looked at him and I was just like, prick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in a band that's doing nothing. Oh, oh, fucking Mr. Robot Arms here. But was he? Fucking prick. Was he the guy that's the environmental specialist? And later on, you see him walking around like, Dumping trash with an environmental specialist custodian jumper on. I, I, you know, I didn't think he was that much of a prick to follow up with him. Okay, all <laughs> so right. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, robot. All right, all right. You just fucking walked in the room and just <laughs> whipped it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. No, uh, I prefer to keep the divider up. <laughs> and what do you do, Travis? And what do you do? Oh, you're in a cute little. Oh, you're in a you're in a little band. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Oh yeah, no, you'll definitely uh you'll definitely provide for some some lucky girl someday. I picture you saying, uh, well, I didn't check into the system and you know, cuz I mean that would be the smart <laughs> thing to say. I didn't fucking sell out. <laughs> you and That'd your, be the typical thing. I'm just kicking them in the balls in my head. You and your paycheck <laughs> and your nice car <laughs> and your hot wife <laughs> and your fucking health benefits. Fucking loser, piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking hate you. And so, how old was he designing robot arms? Twenty three. I we're, we doubt were like, it. we were I like, doubt it. we were like mid, mid, mid late twenties. Well, let's go with that. Let's say you're twenty seven and you land the NASA job. So now we have ten years of building the one craft. So now we're thirty seven. And now, how long is the trip? Like nine months, a year? How long does it take to get to the fucking dust ball? Um. Well, I think. When Joe Rogan was talking about it, he 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 was saying six months. 
All right, so it's six but months. But then I heard Bill Burr like, fuck that. It's got to take way long. And I was more of like along his lines of thinking, like, it's got to take years. But, go but Rogan says six months. The Martian, did you see that with Matt Damon? I actually, okay. He's Obviously I haven't, but that's one of the ones that's like, that's up there. I want to watch that one. I think in that movie it was nine months. So let's go with nine months. All right. So we're at 38 before we try to play with the robot that we've been building for 11 years. Now, if that fucker crashes. It's going to be so demoralizing. <laughs> you just pissed away the best years of your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, all right. Well, fuck you. I played in a band. I tried writing some songs. They didn't work out. Guess what? All right. Yeah. All right. I still have the talent to do that, but uh, I didn't like, yeah, piss away. You know, when they sent the Hubble telescope up, they messed the lens up on the Hubble. Yeah, I remember that. And then they had to repair it. So the guy that was in isn't, charge of that. Isn't Columbia, was, weren't they up there to, or was that Challenge? Discovery was the Discovery Hubble, was, I thought. Okay. Could have been Columbia, though. They had three, right? They had um, Atlantis, Columbia, Columbia, and Discovery. Discovery. Those were the three shuttles. Challenge. So one, well, <laughs> that one didn't make it for Hubble duty. But it did, uh, I mean, that was, wasn't Challenger the first one to go, or no, Atlant, fuck. No, Challenge, Challenger was the first one to take a female into space. That was Sally Ride was on the Challenger, I think. Did she technically make it into space? Is this bad taste? Or No, 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 no. Sally Ride. Not, uh, She's not the grade school teacher no, that blew not up? Krista, so there was somebody... not, not Krista McAuliffe. That was the grade school teacher. Where do you bury these names? I can barely name immediate family. <laughs> Well, I did take AP U.S. History in high school. <laughs> and you memorized it, which is what's impressive. Bravo. He has no cheat sheets in front of him. There's nothing written down. We have not premeditated this talk. He's literally pulling these, these things out yeah, of his ass. Jim, Jim's the one with the pieces of paper in front of him, not me. Yeah, I have a book that, uh, that I have in front of us every show so that we don't get too far off, off, the, beaten tap, off the beaten path. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the Hubble telescope goes up and they have... They've screwed the mirror up, basically the essential piece that gathers all the light right. and delivers the information to the computer. I mean, that's essentially what a telescope is. And so the dude that uh, they get the telescope up and they call him, they're like, are you aware of this uh, anomaly that happens with mirrors? And, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally. I got stuff. this. And they're like, well, uh, that's what just happened to the uh, Hubble telescope. You put it up there with a completely unworkable mirror. And basically what it does is it... Uh, it, if you if you don't get the ellipse absolutely perfect, you can get a double image, and the double image cuts the intensity of the mirror in half. Therefore, the telescope is completely worthless at this point. And so he gets this call, and it's like the most public, ass backwards, worst thing that can happen to a you know a guy of that magnitude. I mean, he basically. Yeah. Saw the whole project, put the most expensive thing in space that had ever been created. I mean, you think you're probably work. like double checking that thing. All throughout the day, every day of the entire process. Yes. <laughs> and just, oh, yeah, the lid's fine. When they called him to tell him he was in a hotel doing something like on a trip or whatever. Yeah. He's probably celebrating. And he's like, ha, 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 you guys are funny. Yeah. You're fucking with me. And they're like, get up, go to the gift shop, grab the USA Today and tell me what it says. And so he does, right? He goes, grabs a paper. <laughs> he's he like, starts, <laughs> oh. He starts reading it to him and he's like, you guys are amazing. <laughs> no way. I don't know how you guys he pulled thinks, this he off. He thinks that it's still like yeah. a fucking 
total like, ruse. Like NASA is just right pranking everyone. And the guy in the other end on of the USA phone, Today. Yeah, the guy in the other end of the phone is like, "Dipshit, this is a big deal. <laughs> like, you might have just ruined our funding for NASA because it's private, yeah. funded by the public." He's like, "You might have just shut this whole thing down. We had the Challenger blow up. Now our telescope doesn't work." All of us are just like shopping for houses in different cities. <laughs> and he could have ruined the dude's life, but he came up with some ingenious way of solving it. And obviously now the Hubble is probably the largest contribution to all that we know about space to this day. Right. But it was a massive fucking snafu at the time. So even astronauts can end up painting a floor for 22 fucking days. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, you have that uh, look. Oh. Like, Jim, uh, he put the world's most powerful telescope in Earth orbit in space, designing it from scra- scratch much harder than painting a floor. And I'll concede that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, why don't you go try it, motherfucker? <laughs> Just give it a shot. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm uh, with you, buddy. I'm with you. <laughs> ah, the, the bike thing. Can we get to the bike thing now? I feel, yeah, so I talking feel, about, like, disasters yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah. So, by the way, yeah, Mars, right? One-way trip, to conclude, likely a one-way trip. If you make it, if, if the one-way trip had been like a Challenger one-way trip, yeah. Yeah. Do we leave so, that hanging? Oh, poor, yeah. Do we leave the Mars stories hanging? I don't know. Because, I mean, I don't feel like you're going to, it's pretty iffy. The odds are stacked against you even survive. Yeah, you, I, if you survive, what do you do when you get there? I actually had a dream about this uh, a week ago. Like, I was one of the people that was selected to go to Mars, and I didn't want to. <laughs> I get that. And, like, all, all my friends, like, I had a girlfriend, like, in this dream. And, like, I was like, so uh, you away from me, right? And she was like, yeah, probably not. No need. <laughs> no need. You're done. <laughs> and... Uh, Can I have your record collection? Because you're done. (laughs) Exactly. That's really the only reason I dated you. (laughs) And uh, fucking, yeah, just all my friends were like, why are you doing this? This is so stupid. And uh, our friend Obi-Wan made an appearance like, good God, man, you won't even be able to smoke in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty accurate. I feel like he would say that. Yeah, like, so uh, what is it? Like a two-year mission? You're not going to be able to smoke a single cigarette. For two years. Good God, man. Forget about the booze, too. They don't, they don't want you in there getting drunk. You're going to be stuck in this little tube with all these assholes with no cigarettes. Two years. Think about it, man. He'd have had you there. And I did. Like, in the dream. Like, I'm starting to think about it. I'm like, oh, fuck, you're right. I don't smoke. Just the two years with the assholes would have been enough for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be cooped up with these assholes. <laughs> like, No cigarettes. Probably, oh, man, I'm going to have to, like, share a fucking radio. Are we even going to get radio out there? Like, you know, am I going to be able to listen to, like, Band on the Run when I want to hear Band on the Run? Oh, no, that's right. That's right. This girl that's leaving me now, she's going to take my record collection. And in the dream, I panicked. And I just tried so hard to get out of it. I was calling her, like, I got massive diarrhea today. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it in for the launch. Uh McFalls, get in here. This is your government. You've been selected. You're going. Fuck that. Why can't you select me to win the fucking lottery? No, you're going to Mars. And I just remember like like driving in to go to the fucking shuttle launch and just 
it was just doom. I was just dead man walking. And you wanted to be an astronaut when you were little. I grew I think, up. I think we're, I grew up. I think we're uncovering that maybe not. Yeah, no. Maybe my mom was right. Maybe after the Challenger blew up and she saw that, maybe she was, you know, maybe it's not she didn't think I was bright enough. Maybe she was just like, I don't. Do you remember the Challenger? I remember it happening, and I remember, um, you know, I remember all the teachers talking about it because it was a huge deal at the time. I mean, kids were watching from classrooms. Uh, I talked to people that are just a little bit older than me because I was like roughly kindergarten, right. preschool kindergarten when that happened. Yeah. So I wasn't quite the age, but by the time I got to grade school in Columbia, or not Columbia, uh, Discovery, you know, was the next one that was going up and it was a huge deal. And cause they were like, okay, we fucked up last time. Hopefully this one, fingers crossed here. You still wanted to be fingers an astronaut crossed. after the, uh, well, I mean, when you're a kid, you don't really have that full concept of death. Maybe I was Woody Allen when I was little. Cause from like go pretty much a, f- understood the duality of life like we're all just slowly trucking our way to the end okay yeah not me not me i was on my way up and then i lost my first friend when i was about 15 well first i had a great grandfather die when i was like nine and it was kind of like wait a minute that can happen yeah but he was old it's gonna take me forever to be like 80 something fuck him yeah. <laughs> like, he was a great guy he has alzheimer's like it was his time all right not me not me and then I was 15, and I had two friends die within months. Uh, one died, like, basically over winter break, and then um, then over summer break, another one died. And it was do, you, just do you want to lay down? Both, like, it was just <laughs> both, like, freak I could get someone in here to take deaths. some notes. It was freak death. Yeah, right. This is really I gone. need the big chair. I need the big chair. This is really gone someplace. Yeah, I need the big chair. So anyway, those two died within months, and then that... That's when all of a sudden, like, I think, like, I kind of became a little more morbid and obsessed with death. Like, oh, fuck. I'm fucking racing the Reaper here. And he's going to win. For sure. But, you know, I'd like to at least pull ahead for a little while. Like, well, you know, you had the lead, you know, until the end. You know, they always lose in the end. But at least he had a good lead up until the end. So to answer your question, no, Challenger blowing up didn't. Didn't affect the astronaut aspirations. No, and for me, it was more the piloting aspect of it. (laughs) I just want to fly, man. I want to fly. Can you call that fly? I don't feel like they're flying when they're riding the Roman candle. Not when they're riding the fucking, yeah, not when they're riding the Roman candle. But when you're coming back down to Earth and stuff, I mean, those guys are all, those guys are good pilots. I don't dispute that at all. I'm sure they are. Those that come back. Yeah. Do you think the International Space Station just reeks? Of just like B.O.? Just ass, feet, you know, foreigners. I mean, I can't, not to say anything bad about people from other nationalities, but they eat differently, their diet's different, so they smell different. Dracar Noir. Yeah. Is that fucking curry? Is Pakistan here? What happened? I don't mind the curry. You could also say British people. Oh, just British. Imogen. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, this is you this week. England. Um, what was it again? You uh, fucking smell like curry because you eat a lot of curry. So you kind of smell a little Pakistani, I'd imagine. So for all of our listeners in England, that's goose at when life attacks. <laughs> <talk>. Right. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> you know, we are 50 minutes into our show. We were going to cover this whole list of things. This, like, right, we had a whole right. list of things. And so far, I've well, talked about the Danif. We never really said we were going to talk about anything that we've been talking about. No, we and the remainder off. of the list is pretty much uh, shit. Well, that's why I'm always like, dude, uh, why are you going to tell them what we're going to talk about? Because we always fucking sidetrack. Um, like we sold them total, total like we said, <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about this and we didn't fucking talk about, about it anything. Like, ugh. well, we, we covered the Danif and the, 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 the garage. Okay. Let me show you, give you a visual. So. We covered that. Uh, we covered that. So we have three approximate things we can talk about. Uh, well, the bike thing's pretty short here. Um, bike and plus one, I feel like you need to get to, I, I could, I can, I can make the, I can tighten the work party story. I can tighten it up. All right, well, can, that'll can we tie go in, another 20 minutes. That'll tie in nicely with the uh, plus one. So uh, let's start with bike. Okay. Uh, so, you know, on Facebook, um, like a second cousin of mine or something like that, um, I just shared she lives in Chicago. And apparently a guy just fucking tearing ass down the sidewalk on a bicycle. Said, you know, she could feel like, you know, fucking physically feel him as he just darted by. Isn't that bad manners? Isn't that like assholeism? I thought they had to be on the road if they were on a bike because the sidewalk is for walking. Right. <clears throat> right. It's a sidewalk. Little kids can get by with it because the street's, you know, not safe. But Right. But adults, you should know how to fucking bike by this point. So... Do they I not mean, have bike lanes in Chicago? I thought there were bike lanes. Yeah, I thought, you know, most of the metropolitan areas, I mean, even downtown Minneapolis, we have bike lanes. I've, I gotta say, those, uh, those bicyclists, man, they, they just, oh man, they get fucking, they get lippy with those cars. And they're brave. They're, they're I don't know if it's ballsy or stupid, but they fucking, and then how do you classify them? Because they're not a motorist, because there's no motor on it. But they're not a pedestrian. So, like, what are you, like, half, you know, because you've got the two wheels. So you're, like, half vehicle, half pedestrian, <clears throat> all dick <laughs> when you're doing this. As I understand it, they are supposed to observe the same traffic cues that a car would. So they have to signal if they're going to go left or right to let people around them know, you know, if they're going to move in and yeah, out of the lanes. And I have friends that are bicyclists that do that, and they do it very well. I've... They have I've to actually stop. driven behind them and watched them do this. You are speaking of, I think, a minority because a lot of the people that are on the roadways that we're sharing with are not observing the law at all. Right. You know, they're either, you know, for instance, if you're on a busy highway and mm-hmm. you're in a lane and you're on the other side of a hill and I can't see you and all of a sudden I do see you and I've got to either slow down quickly or move over, I realize you have the right of way. Right. But is this the smartest decision? Right. You know, like, yeah, I know. Okay, the law says you're with you, but I just fucking killed you. Right. Was this a good idea? <laughs> yeah. All it takes is a little tap on one of those things. You know, they're vulnerable out there. They are. But they're cocky. They're, they're like, so fuck cocky. You. Yeah. Like, fuck you. You hit me up. You're in the wrong. You're fucking going to jail, buddy. It's like, yeah, but you're dead. Right. <laughs> you <laughs> fucked us both. Yeah. Yourself even more. I'll get out of jail eventually. Manslaughter. It's manslaughter, Hopefully. right? So you're going to do 10 years for yeah. Mr. Biker. Yeah. He's done, though. But he was green. He was saving the planet and getting in shape. And you're a dirty smoker, driver, 
Yeah, but I'm killed puritanical biker man. Yeah, but I'm, was, I'm still around. And he died in that weird outfit. <laughs> yeah, with his brains splattered against that. Like, well, he's wearing that helmet. That helmet looks super effective. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't possibly crack. On his $5,600 carbon fiber bike, which is in perfect shape after you hit it. Right. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> no. So, and I that, mean. That dick's on the sidewalk, you're telling me. Yeah, and now this prick's on the sidewalk because maybe he's afraid of getting hit. So, it's, uh, you know, like, w- and I think the problem is, is the, the bicycling thing. It's still a young thing that's being integrated into our society. Over in Europe, bicyclists and motorists have shared the road for decades. Decades. Yeah, that's true. They mostly cut the motorist out of the equation, though. Like, a lot of those cities, you can't even use a car. Well, and here's... I mean, oh, man, those Italians, like, when I was in Italy, they... This is European spirit. I mean, those fuckers drive fast. And it's just two-lane roads. I mean, the fucking bus driver that I... Um, it's like a double... Not a double-decker bus, but one of those huge fucking party buses. That's Those were our school buses. Mm-hmm. And our bus driver, I mean, would just haul ass. He'd be fucking passing people on a two-lane street. Just darting through. Yet, you know, bicyclists were fine. I rode my bike all the time out there. I had no problem with those guys on the road. You get me out in like a fucking city type environment out here in America where they're only maybe doing 35. Don't fucking trust them. Because it's so new. Even me, when I'm in my car, I'm kind of like, well, does he technically have that lane? Is, you know, is that a bike lane? Then they like they do that thing where they kind of, like merge out and then it's no longer a bike lane. You know, I'm starting to see, I'm, I'm getting, I'm vibing you now because it is kind of fatty even, you know, all of a sudden everybody is on a bike and then they're not on a bike and yeah. And we're so scootering and skateboarding and segueing and yeah. So it's kind of like, <clears throat> all right, well, so as a motorist, we're kind of getting used to this now. Like you're always wrong when you're the guy behind the wheel. Right. But I don't know. So I just don't, but I mean, but you're also always right when you're the person walking. Yes. So she's got an upper so hand. So she's got the, Mr. She's got the ultimate yeah. trump. He's the asshole. He's in this the equation. asshole in this equation. Yeah. And I mean, really, even when you were a kid, you were taught sidewalk, sidewalk. Yeah. Yep. You were you were told to look out for people because yes. they can't see you. Yes. So. He didn't even give her the, on your right, <laughs> on your right. <laughs> yeah, or his little ching, ching, ching. Like, nah, you know. Yeah, and you're like kind of, you're, you're hearing yeah. it from behind. You're like, his right, my right? Who the fuck's yelling at me? Yeah, yeah. oh, here comes fucking Mr. Tour Le Monde or whatever the fuck it is. What if she's of, listening to When Life Attacks and he yeah, fucking she, flies by? Yeah, Maybe she, doesn't, she doesn't even hear him. Right, she just fucking feels his fucking heat going by. However unlikely that is that she'd be listening to the show. I highly doubt it. <laughs> We'd <laughs> appreciate it. We, we, whatever. Yeah, thank you. If you yeah, if you actually do, thank you. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. We are talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I got. I don't know. I just I heard that story and it did just it just fucking irritated me. I mean, what do you do to that guy? Cuz you know, I mean, yeah, we'd all love to stick a stake in his spokes, but you got to be pretty fucking quick with that. And you got to just be carrying around a fucking stake, the fucking stick in those spokes. Have we seen Mission Impossible too many times? You aren't just going to put up. You're you can't just do yeah, that. You just can't do that. However, you can you can throw a clothesline. I don't see her doing that. The way you described her, I don't see her clotheslining. I didn't really describe her. It's been a couple. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen. I think. 
don't know. Seeing as she has like my blood in her, I think she'd be capable of it. I'm we, not going to dispute that. You we, can be an asshole. Yeah, we do. We do vicious sh- asshole. We do share uh, the same bloodline, so it's it's got to be in her somewhere. Hmm. Just throw a clothesline. I oh. want to see it. I want to see it. If someone does this to you on the streets, throw them a clothesline. Will you take us through this whole plus one situation? I don't even know why you're upset about this. Oh, I'm not really upset about it. I'm more um, fascinated, Ooh. curious. Kind of annoyed. I wasn't annoyed. It's more curious. I'm more curious. Like, all right. So at work, we had um, like a, a meeting, like where every, every fucking person comes. Which you were annoyed with. Which, well, yeah. You know, it's taken from my Saturday night ASU games on. Come on. Right. So we're already irritated. Yeah. And I'm sitting there talking with another dude that I work with. Uh, and in ASU lost this game, if I'm right, right? Oh, uh, we got creamed. So really, actually. An extra layer of annoyed because you're kind of losing. You're not at the losing. game. I'm not at the game. I kind of got it on my phone while the music right. going on. So, you know, checking the score. Like, Serves them right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and uh, another, like one of the girls that we work with comes in. And she's um, got her sister with her. And her sister, we know her sister just moved into town uh, from out of state, uh, staying with her and her husband. And is she cute? I plead the fifth. That's a yes. Okay. So a friend you work with, sister, who's cute, comes to a meeting that you don't want to This is be someone at. I directly work with, so hopefully they don't listen to this. Because- Trust me, the odds are certainly against that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to plead the fifth. I, I can't comment on that. Jim can make all the assumptions Jim he wants. Jim is saying an attractive girl went to a meeting whom is single, but he doesn't know that at this point. He just knows she's attractive at a meeting he doesn't want to be at. Yes. I know that ASU's losing, and <laughs> right, and I noticed that uh, the girl I work with brought her sister, and I look across the dude I work with. And I'm like, did she just bring a plus one to the fucking meeting? Like, is, she, is, she, is this fucking happening? Like, it was a catered metering, meeting, so I'm thinking in my head, like, was she like, well, you know, you got shit to do tonight. Why don't you come on over, get a free meal? I started thinking, like, like, do people do this? Like, imagine, like, if you had, like, a date. Like, man, baby, baby you've, you've been really draining my bank lately. Like, oh, man, how can I? Wait a minute. The work meeting's going to be catered. Fucking killed two with one stone here. So what you're telling me, now, the person that you work with is a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And she brought another attractive girl with her. She brought another girl with her. We'll say attractive. You'll say attractive. And it immediately took your attention away from the ASU game. And you were already not interested in the meeting to Mm -hmm. sort out whether or not this is a plus one situation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because it it struck me as curious. Why the fuck are you? So weird. Like, is she, do you bring plus ones to meetings? Hmm, do I? No. All right, all right. Just chew on that for a minute. So, all right, so we're just sitting there. Did she fucking bring a plus one? 
we're right now, me and the other dude are convinced. We're like, yeah. Okay, so you and another person are talking about this actively. Yeah. So she's pretty hot. She's, Jesus Christ. So skip forward. Skip forward a couple fucking days. So the super hot girl's a plus one. Got it. (laughs) And so we skip forward a couple days. Uh, and we're at work, and it's the first time I've seen her, like, since the meeting. Okay. And I'm like, so uh, what's, the, what's the deal bringing the fucking plus one to the meeting? Okay, so now she knows you're a newer sister. Got it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, like, like why, why, did you, why, why did you fucking do that? Why did you bring the plus one? And she's like, uh, you know, she works here. What? What do you mean she works there? What do you mean she works there? She just fucking moved up here from out of state. Yeah, she transferred in. She served you food at the food court. Okay, so maybe she's not so hot. And instantly, I just felt like a fucking asshole. Like, are you fucking... I've met her before. And then it's like, oh, by the way, she served you food, prick. You didn't, you didn't recognize her? No, in my defense, I'm getting fucking food, all right? I'm hungry. Oh, so it's lunch. People helping you out or lesser life forms, you don't recognize them. Hear me out. I'm fucking hungry. It's lunchtime, all right? They're wearing the hairnets. They've got their hats pulled down to their fucking, like the bills, like down to their nose. My wife is super hot in a baseball cap. I'm not saying the person's... I see what you're trying to do here. I see what you're trying to do. Very clever. Very <laughs> clever. You're learning from the raptor, Danif. I see your little, your little trap you're setting. All right. All I'm saying is they all, when they have the fucking baseball cap pulled down to their nose, they may as well all be wearing fucking Darth Vader masks. All right. Mm -hmm. I can't see your face. I can't see your fucking face. So it ended up not being a plus one situation. It ended up not being a plus one situation, but it did get me thinking. Like, I should ask her out. Could I, could I pull off the plus one at a meeting? Mm, I think you were thinking about. Maybe asking her out. Um, thinking, what could be the harm? What could be the harm? You guys could be on break together. You could uh, be that couple. Oh, God. There's Travis and so-and-so. Look at them take their break together. No? Not vibing that? You just, free food? Free food. Free food from the commissary? <laughs> from your hot server chick? Fuck you. No. I'm seeing this whole like box store culture come together. No, man. You know, you don't you don't you don't you don't dip your pen in the company ink. She's not in your department. And don't say what department you're in, but you're not in that department. No, I'm not in that department. But I work with her sister in that department, so that that's that's not cool. That's not copacetic. Totally is. And why isn't she setting you up? It's like Wolf Ball. Set it up. <laughs> She'd be helping her sister. You're a hell of a guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's wow. I really wish I had not brought you're gonna this have to subject go to, now. You're going to have to go to Gretzky on this. You know, you'll miss 100% of all the shots you don't take. <laughs> this could be serendipitous. Who said I wanted to? I, I don't know this person. Oh, your body language. Why would you talk to, like, if she's, if she's, you know, something that isn't attractive to you. And see that I'm growing there. I almost went down a road. I was going to describe something unattractive. I didn't do that. If she would have been unattractive, you and another dude aren't waxing intellectual about a plus one. Yeah, Nobody I am. Nobody gives a shit. I fucking wax all kinds of shit. No, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have been like fucking ASU. That's what you would have done. And then all of a sudden, hot walks in, and you're like, well, uh, 
you guys recognize her. I don't recognize her. Where is she from? What department? Why, why is she just attending this meeting? I've never seen her before. Like, you got some fucking company, you know, Rolodex in your mind. You're like, don't know her. Don't know that. Don't know her from this angle or that angle. Who is that person? Why is she at our meeting? And then lo and behold, um, she works here, dickhead. I know. And she served me food and I didn't even fucking recognize her. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Once again, I'm going back to a bloodline thing on this. Apparently, uh, my grandfather, when he was dating my grandma, Diane, the woman that would become his wife, uh, her name is Diane. He called her Jean for the first month they dated. He thought her name was Jean. Called her that first entire first month they dated. I was like, Grandma, why didn't you just break up with this guy? He didn't even know your fucking name. She's like, I kind of felt bad for him. <laughs> Pity. <laughs> Like, she's like, I just felt bad for him. I, I didn't want to tell him. Does then, like, after a month when they started getting serious and realized they like it, then she was like, it was like, you know, Gene, you know, this is what, late 50s, early 60s, so it's probably something, you know, Gene, I really had a good time at the Kingston Trio show with you last night. I just think you're peachy and swell. Uh, John, it's Diane. What, Gene? My name. It's Diane. Oh, oh, um, so the next gate we go on, will that be a first date then, Diane? Do we start the dating like, you know? I don't think that's going to work this day and age. No. The texting, the Facebooking, the Too much, yeah, there's too much of that. Yeah, if you don't catch a, if you don't catch a name fast and early, like, you're done. There's none of that. Tapping around it. You gotta, once you get the name, you gotta remember it. Speaking of names, I was messing around because I do a lot of our marketing. Uh, we don't have Goose on the, uh, the corporate schedule yet. He's uh, giving us the framework of these things. We're kind of running all sorts of directions with it until he's able to kind of really get in there. And uh, I thought, well, I need to see how we're coming up in Google. So I Google James Hamilton. Everybody Googles themselves. I have a fairly common name. I've done it. I've done it. I wanted to see where I would come up. Yeah. And on like page 40, (laughs) (laughs) something with me comes up, which was super exciting. It was great. I'm like, most people will never go to page 40. Right. My anonymity is preserved. I don't have Facebook. This is working. Right. And so to check it, I put Travis McFalls in. And do you know what comes up in numero uno? Oh, fuck no. You come right up. The show comes up. <laughs> your tweets come up. Like two full pages of Travis McFalls. Everything. Oh, fuck. Any, anything. All, you, you're attached in name to our Instagram account. But see, the bitch of it is, is when they put Travis McFalls in, not only does When Life Attacks come up, but so is my fucking name. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Which is weird. Taking you down with me, motherfucker. Because I, then I started messing around, like started entering other family members' names and like my wife. I don't come up. My wife comes up. I don't come up. But all of a sudden I put your name in and I come up with your name. I think my wife's going to be a little pissed off. <laughs> you think people start doing those uh, tweaking Craig <laughs> drawings? <laughs> Something. Something's weird there. I know it made me a little uncomfortable. Travis and Jim. I think you should start calling me Gene. <laughs> I guess you may as well start calling me John <laughs> Well we fucking just uh, 
I don't know what we did with this episode. I think we'll talk about work parties with your spouse at another time that I won't remember. Because I'll tell you that I'll tell you later on. And, and, I'll, I'll, t- won't. and I'll tell you that oh, I'll remember it and you know that that's not going to. Nope. I mean, if you guys really want to hear about this, um, let us know on social media. You know, Say, hey, hey, don't forget, you guys are going to talk about that and we want to hear you get around to it. Um, likely you probably don't care enough or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to empathize with me on this. You know, I have, I have etiquette. Yeah. There's some etiquette that goes along. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's save that for an etiquette one. Maybe I'll, uh, revisit the plus one. All right. Primates. I got, I got, actually, this is going to work out great. The, the, I can actually fit primates in, uh, cause it's actually short. All right. Something for. To use to use something used early in the show, we'll give them something to chew on. Okay. So a long study was conducted uh, involving primate and primate behavior, mm-hmm. and when male primates are have to encounter someone above them in their hierarchy, either you know the silverback in the gorilla camp or whatever, you know the dominant male. Right. The males the would fight. Mm-hmm. They would take to combat to try to reestablish themselves higher in the pecking order, either through sport, intimidation, or whatever, violence. Mm-hmm. Females would not do that. They would wait for illness or death, and they would move up through the hierarchy naturally. Mm. Kind of weird. Yeah, they're just pondering it, waiting. They are willing to wait their turn. They so, have respect. This game of chess begins. They are uh, far more respectful. Yeah. Males, forceful, going like a bull in a china shop, just kind of, I'm going to make there's this no, happen. There's no chess finesse there. No, just awkward and kind of doofy. Yeah. And at the same time, you could say and they're kind of meek. They're, I mean, uh, your kindness could be read as, you know, why aren't you fighting for this? Why are you just accepting the spot? Right. You know, very you know, union, pseudo-socialism kind of a view to, to find or, your way through this group. Right, right. Or in the, like Hindu, you know, that would be what, caste? Yeah. Well, except that's far more depressing because you're never getting out of that. You're never getting out of that. Right. These Oof. people have a lifetime where they slowly move up. Yeah. If you shovel shit in India, you shovel shit, shit. for a whole life. For eternity. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to die and come back and keep shoveling shit. Unless something, how do they? How do you get to be the, oh, the cow? Yeah, yeah you, you get keep, to. You can. You can move up through good deeds. I think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in this lifetime, you're a shit shoveler. Yeah. Never going to change that pecking order. Never. Well, on that, uh, again, we had a call to action for you guys. If you could go through our episodes on uh, SoundCloud, pick out your favorite parts and just drop a line. We'll figure out who you are and pick three of you out and give you a T-shirt somewhere between now and episode thirty. Just a little reminder. Yeah, and speaking of uh, looking forward to episodes um, between now and 30, next week, what do we have for them? We've got the big Halloween episode. The big Halloween spectacular. Going to have some scary stories and some guest readings and all kinds of fun shit. Yeah, and just, yeah, yeah, just some, some of our typical babble, just to make you feel a little more at home, but eh, no, actually, this is a pretty... This is going to be a pretty fun one. It's fun and different. It's going to be fun and different. I think we've got a good plan. If we can just pull it off. Yes. And not be complete fucking douchebags, it'd be awesome. Yeah, actually, yeah. So maybe less babble. 
Well, the well, ban- we, well, we have to babble. Yeah, the banter is, I think, why they listen. Oddly yeah, enough. This is, yeah. Why do you listen? You could leave that in the notes, too. I'd love to know. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm just shocked you show up every week. Thank <laughs> yes, you. Yes, thank you. Um, so anyway, next week, yeah, uh, we're releasing on Halloween night. Um, are we releasing, like, is that going to be dinner time for East Coasters or late? Because East Coasters would probably be our first thing. Well, actually, Europe. I think I'm, I think we should if we can get this done like we're planning on getting it done. Let's try to actually re- uh, put Halloween out on Sunday night. Okay, Sunday is typically not a big podcast no. night, but people it'll put people in the mood for Halloween if they're. It'll around. be there for you in the morning to listen to on your way to work or on your way back home from work, getting ready for Halloween. We'll fucking set the tone. Yes. All right. All, All right. right. We'll see you. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week for the Halloween spectacular. All right. I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you could just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Hi. Uh... Just uh, writing a letter to someone in hospital. You know, it's always kind of hard to find the right words to say. You know, uh, somehow, how's the weather in hospital? Sure is nice outside. This doesn't work. <laughs> but you got to try. You know, you got to show your concern. So uh, here's what I got so far. <clears throat> Dear guy, I clotheslined as you went by on your bike. <laughs> you don't know me, but I'm the guy who broke your collarbone. Now, I've asked myself over and over, why did I clothesline that guy? Perhaps I watched too much slapstick as a kid and expected you to get up after being violently assaulted. Imagine my confusion when you did not. Although I was not so confused that I'd actually hang around. In all fairness, it was pretty funny. I mean, the last thing you'd expect as you were riding merrily by on your bicycle is that someone you didn't know at all would stick out his arm and crush your throat. I mean, you really should have seen it. It was just like, wham, bam. (laughs) Anyway. In closing, as you lay there convalescing in your hospital bed, I'm forced to wonder, what were you doing riding your bike on the sidewalk anyway? Huh, you asshole? (laughs) Sidewalk? Maybe sometimes we bring heartache upon ourselves. (laughs) Signed, the guy that collapsed your trachea. Thanks.